By the grace of God, Anthony hoped that he and his family would arrive at William Penn's holy experiment. The other critical moment came two and a half centuries later in the summer of 1945. A 23-year-old Army pilot on base in Stuttgart, Arkansas, strapped himself into the cockpit of a small plane. Samuel Bowman Kennedy was back in the States a bona fide hero after two tours in Europe fighting the Nazis. Over there, Bo flew a P-47 Thunderbolt. Of the 25 pilots in his 406 fighter squadron, he was one of only two who survived all of the group's 120 missions. On D-Day alone, Bo flew six missions low over Normandy, strafing the beaches, providing cover for the U.S. invasion. During one of those dive attacks, Bo's plane, the Annabelle, which he had named for his wife, took enemy fire. Oil blacked out his cockpit windscreen. Flying virtually blind, Bo finished the mission and reached England safely, a feat that earned him the Air Corps' highest honor, the Distinguished Flying Cross. Now on base in Arkansas, waiting his discharge paperwork, Bo decided he would take off on a much more pleasant mission. His plan was to fly to nearby Norman, Oklahoma, where he would have dinner with friends and then fly right back to Arkansas. He expected to be in his bunk in Stuttgart before midnight. He expected that within a matter of days, he would be home in Philadelphia with his wife and two small children. If either of these two faraway incidents had turned out differently, if one of these two men had not survived his trip, and if the other one had, I never would have been born. My mother was Anne Doughton Morris Kennedy Hickenlooper. But those who knew the suburban Philadelphia girl best didn't bother with all of that. To them, she was shrimpy. Shrimpy because, although she was athletic and curvaceous, she was barely five feet tall. My father, a thin-framed fellow of average height and build from Cincinnati, was John Wright Hickenlooper, but everyone called him Hick. Hick because, well, let's face it, Hickenlooper is a goofy mouthful of a thing to say. You don't need to tell a Hickenlooper that his name sounds like an amusement park ride or a brand of kazoo or, as I learned firsthand, reminds people of an eccentric chocolatier. When my partners and I were trying to decide what we would call our first brewpub restaurant in Denver, we ran ideas by informal focus groups. By informal focus groups, I mean we spent many nights in Denver pubs. I would belly up to the bar and strike up a conversation with the sort of clientele we were hoping our place would attract. I'd tell them we were opening a pub and considering what to call it. Inevitably, people would ask, well, what are some of the names? There were eight names in contention. I had them all scribbled on multiple sheets of paper I carried in my back pocket. I'd unfold one of these lists, slide it over, and ask them what they thought. Hickenloopers was on the list. Too often, I would get reactions like, no way, that's too silly and made up, sounds like the hamburger chain Fuddruckers, or really? Hickenloopers? Why not go with Willy Wonka's Beer Factory? Hickenlooper also presented challenges when I got into politics. Shortly after I was elected mayor of Denver, some decisions I made didn't sit well with the police department. During one particular dust-up, a huge formation of off-duty police officers gathered outside my office window and chanted, Chicken Looper! It was catchy. I'll give them that. The media loved it. 
though it wasn't particularly original. I'd heard that one quite a bit from kids when I was in elementary school, usually right after Poopin' Scooper or Chicken Cooper, which, if you ask me, are far more inspired. During my first term as governor of Colorado, Men's Journal sent a writer to do a profile of me. The opening sentence went like this, John Wright Hickenlooper, Jr., It doesn't melt on your tongue as much as it gets lodged like a wishbone in the windpipe. Twenty-eight letters. It sounds made up, a character from one of Kurt Vonnegut's lesser books, which it sort of is. But more about Denver cops and Vonnegut later. When I say everyone called my father Hick, I mean literally everyone, including me and my siblings. Mom was mom, But the four of us kids, Betsy, Sidney, Deborah, and I, we never called our father dad, always Hick. I understand.